Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! We got cowgirls. We got basketball uh, schedules. We got our latest senior spotlight. We got Carol and the Two Dozen No Sports. And we got some baseball talk as well as the Paddleheads remain still pretty much three years in a row one of the hottest teams in all of professional baseball. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We're going to get right to it. Paige Rasmussen, national championship winning cowgirl at Montana State. As she's fitting us into her busy schedule. She's on her. Uh, she's on the way to moving back east. She's going to uh, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. You may have heard of it, MIT for short. Uh, after last weekend, winning a college national finals rodeo gold buckle, a national championship for the Montana State senior cowgirl in goat tying. So she'll join us here right off the top. We'll also talk Big Sky Conference basketball scheduling. The Big Sky released their basketball scheduling. So what do we think of just where the dates lie, the tougher stretches on the schedule for both Montana and Montana State's men's and women's basketball teams. We also will be joined by one of the best combo guards in the state, recent Billings West graduate, Layla Bauman. She was a crucial cog, a a pivotal cog in Billings West's charge to the state championship uh, this last winter. And, uh, Pretty darn good all-around athlete. If you watched the games when she was in and when she wasn't, you could just tell how much impact she had. Uh, not necessarily the greatest scorer in the world, although she did average about 13 points per game last year, but also just such a facilitator, such a floor general, somebody that got uh, the Golden Bears in and out of their stuff, so definitely one of the best players in the state. Carol, the Chicken No Sports, will lead hour number two, and then Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, will chime in to give us an update on all things baseball, the Missoula Paddleheads, they keep on rolling. They are uh, on the road right now and coming back to Missoula for the weekend. So um, if you haven't caught the Paddleheads yet, they're red hot. They've won like 20 out of 25 to start the season. I think their official record is actually 20 and 6 now. So really, really good start uh, for Missoula's minor league, independent minor league baseball team. Uh, so we'll catch up with the Paddleheads as well as other uh, baseball talking points. So that's what's coming up here. Uh, on the show today, last show of the week. Unfortunately, I have a funeral for the second weekend in a row, so I got to go over uh, to Coeur d'Alene and um, remember my my father's sister. It was, uh, it was a tough one to swallow. She certainly was like my mother growing up. My my second mother. We lived next to each other for like the first six years of my life, so uh, definitely formed a close bond. Um, those are the co- her children are the cousins I'm the closest with just because we were living right next door to each other for you know formative years in our life so certainly going to be a tough one uh, to swallow this uh, this weekend but um, we forge on 
That's what makes life beautiful, celebrating it even when it's over. So uh, we shall do that this weekend. So the uh, the memorial is actually tomorrow, so we won't be on the air tomorrow. So this is our last show uh, of the week. Sounds like we have our national championship winning cowgirl, Paige Rasmussen, joining us now here on Nuanas. Now, Paige, I know this is a little weird since we've never actually met in person, but thanks for the facilitation. Thanks so much for making some time. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, first of all, give people an update on where you're at because you were just in Casper, Wyoming, winning a college national finals rodeo belt buckle, and now you're on the move, right? So uh, how far are you into your travels? Where are you at? I know you're headed out east to go to MIT, but what's uh, what's going on? Where are you at in the world? I am on campus at MIT right now in Boston. Well, unbelievable. Very cool for you. And uh, have, have you spent much time out east? Uh, I haven't. I've spent some time in New York, but this is my first time in Massachusetts, so it's really great. Well, very cool. We'll get to that part of your story here uh, in just a little bit, but let's talk about the news of the week. You win an individual national championship and helping the Montana State women finish second at the College National Finals Rodeo. I came all the way down to it, a thrilling sort of team competition between MSU and West Alabama, Uh, but you yourself get your first individual event title by winning the goat tying. So I uh, just take us through them. I mean, you're so consistent throughout the weekend. We watched all, all your runs and pretty much right there at the six second mark. So uh, how are you able to be so consistent? Just take us through uh, sort of the, the plan for the week and how are you able to accomplish it? Yeah. You know, the goat tying there at the college finals is so tough. I would say it's probably the toughest event. That's kind of um, the biggest event we have for goat tying. And so it's so tough. And, I knew that I was going to be up against the best in the world. And so all week, I just wanted to stay in my own lane and compete the best that I could without paying attention to what everybody else was doing. So really, I wasn't concerned with winning rounds or trying my fastest times. I was just concerned with making the best runs that I could make each day. Last year, you got so close, and then in the championship go, your goat stands up. So how did you sort of block that out of your mind this go-round? Yeah, you know, that's hard to come back from. Just you start doubting yourself mentally. And and it took me some time just to know that all of that happened just so I could come back stronger. And so after that happened, I got determined to work harder and, and just stay in my own lane. And, and this year, it all kind of fell together a little better. It's our Montana State Minute presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. Paige Rasmussen joining us, a uh, recent graduate of Montana State just won a national title in goat tying at the CNFR there in Casper, Wyoming last week. Uh, has it sunk in yet, Paige? I know this is something you've been chasing for a long time. So, I mean, how does it feel to actually be addressed and called a national champion? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, like you said, I've been I've been chasing this goal for a really long time. Um, but it, it is kind of weird. You know, I moved to Boston the day after the finals. <laughs> right. So it's kind of like we had one thing and then we moved on to the next. So... I'm just, uh, I'm really thankful for um, the transition, but it, I got one day to celebrate and now I'm on to the next thing. <laughs> well, I do hope you get a little bit more time to, to sort of let this sink in. And I'm sure this is something that will last uh, a lifetime for you. But just tell people a little bit about your rodeo background. I've gotten to know uh, your old man a little bit over the last several years. Uh, he's such a big football fan. So I've seen him at many Montana State games, bopping around on the sidelines and, and fun to, to uh, get to know him. Flint Rasmussen, of course, is Paige's father. So uh, just having rodeo in your family growing up, I mean, what was that like? Oh, yeah, it was amazing. You know, traveling with my dad to the biggest rodeos in the country, it, it kind of uh, made rodeo just, just part of our life. And and uh, also having my mom as a coach and a horse trainer, you know, she's trained all of our horses and she's coached us up since we were young and she's the best there is. And, and she's taught us so many valuable lessons as far as um, training and riding and just competing. And so having both of them uh, growing up, this really made rodeo something that Shelby and I could go into and be competitive in. Do you, do you have any plans to continue doing it? I know obviously you got this this huge task in front of you with your academic pursuits there at MIT. We'll get to that part in a second. But uh, how are you going to kind of scratch the rodeo itch now? Um, you know, I kind of think that was a huge goal of mine and kind of the ultimate goal. And I feel very satisfied with what I accomplished during my college rodeo career. And I feel prepared to kind of close the door on it for now. 
Um, now that's not to say that I won't come back to it because that's kind of impossible when you grow up in it. But right. I do feel like for the time being, I'm very happy with my career. Well, as you should be, uh, very few get to be called national champions. In fact, 10 ever at Montana State, the fourth ever goat tying title there uh, at MSU by Paige Rasmussen, our guest here right now on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. Tell people about what's going on then there at MIT. I mean, I think people hear MIT, they think, okay, unbelievable uh, academic institution, but w- what's your specific pursuit there? What what leads you out to the East Coast? So I'm interning at the McGovern Institute for Brain Research. Wow. I'll be working on some MRI scanning studies. So we scan brains of kids and adults and work on a bunch of different things as far as uh, ADHD and social anxiety and, and working on precision medicine. Well, very cool. How did you first get interested in that? Um, I have a bachelor of science in psychology, which I graduated with this spring. And um, since starting psychology as a freshman, I wasn't sure which direction I wanted to take, but I was always interested in medicine. And so Um, as I continued my undergraduate degree, I worked in some research labs and just kind of came across some interest in the field of medicine. Well, it's so interesting and uh, what a great challenge for you. Uh, How do you sort of mentally prepare yourself to go tackle that challenge? I mean, that sounds like uh, a lot of strenuous studying coming up, coming up, but obviously you're very interested in it. So uh, how do you sort of get yourself prepared for it? It's kind of similar to the way that I would prepare for rodeos and and practice, you know, just staying motivated and even more than discipline. And so staying disciplined to just get stuff done and to even when I'm not motivated, even when I don't want to do it, just making small goals for myself and getting after it just the same way I would in the arena. Is that what you learn then from rodeo? I mean, there's so many life lessons that go into rodeo. That's why I love rodeo. I think that there's, I mean, there's life lessons in all sports, but there's so, so much extra responsibility in rodeo, especially because you have to take care of, of your animals most of the time as well. So, I mean, what did it teach you? How did that sort of set you up for now this next step into this new challenge? Oh, yeah, it prepared me so well, especially having to balance that and school. You know, you learn time management. You learn, like I said, discipline to just get things done and not and you learn responsibility too because you have horses to take care of and then you have to get to class and you have to make sure um, your horses are healthy and safe before you are. And so just learning so much responsibility and accountability has prepared me for the next chapter of my life. Well, very best of luck, and we appreciate you for taking some time uh, here today. Paige Rasmussen, now a former Montana State Cowgirl, just won the uh, goat tie at the College National Finals Rodeo in Casper, Wyoming last week. Paige, appreciate it. Best of luck with your next steps, and uh, thanks for making some time today. Thank you for having me. There you go. National champion. Montana State has has wonderful rodeo lineage. Uh, they, they've won multiple team national championships there at MSU, but Rasmussen, she joins, uh, joins an elite group, nine individual national champions before her, now 10 for the Bobcats, and a second-place finish for MSU on the team level as well. So they've done a great job there at the rodeo program at MSU, and uh, one of Bozeman's finest, Paige Rasmussen, uh, growing up in Bozeman and then becoming uh, an All-American and a national champion, pretty darn good, uh, headed to MIT to become a brain surgeon. <laughs> that's, that's pretty darn good as well. These young people in Montana, they just never fail uh, to continue impressing me. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Well, Andrew was right. Uh, we were teasing about all the fallouts and failures of Bradley Beal getting dealt to the Phoenix Suns for Chris Paul. And uh, Andrew proclaimed yesterday that uh, Chris Paul was going to get traded. That's right. Chris Paul did get traded again today. He is uh, headed to the West Coast again. He'll join the Golden State Warriors uh, in exchange for Jordan Poole. So this is a, a pretty interesting one. I mean... It, there's so many different places to enter here, Andrew. Um, but, I mean, first of all, I guess the, the lead here is that the Golden State Warriors are going to look a little different next year. They've had a variety of different role players during this 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 era of, of success. 
But the primary central figures have been the same. Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Well, now Draymond Green's out. He's going to explore free agency. Jordan Poole is now out uh, as he gets traded. And now St- uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson have the first real true point guard. Depends on if you consider Steph a point guard. I consider him more of a combo guard, even though he plays on the ball from time to time. But Chris Paul's one of the greatest point guards in the history of the league. And so I guess you start here with the Warriors. I mean, does this increase their title uh, Their title contention? I don't know that it does. The big question for me is, are you ever playing Steph Curry and Chris Paul at the same time I think in you the do. playoffs? I think you do because Steph Curry can play off the ball so well. But I'm the not problem, like, I guess the problem is what you I guess. The yeah, defense. Uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, you're gonna I mean Steph already gets attacked. Chris Paul has been a very, very good defender. And then he fell off the last two years and well, people have been hunting he, him. He's gonna be what, thirty eight or is he gonna be thirty uh, nine? Uh, I believe he's the same age as LeBron James. I think he is thirty eight years old. Uh he's he's lost a step and it's just it's too slow. Small guards, right? That's the other part about this is that, you know, there's all these different minute measurements and metrics and all this stuff. Every every person that has played in the NBA at six feet or under that has played a certain threshold of minutes, which Chris Paul is now past, has completely dis- disintegrated to dust. <laughs> they fall off so hard, it's almost the most tried and true thing. Small guards fall apart when they get old. If Chris Paul is at all functional or even good next year, he will be the first ever thir- six-foot-tall, 38-year-old guard to be good in the NBA, period. He, he will be a one-of-a-kind if he is good. One interesting note that I saw is the, the Warriors have a ton of um, faith in their medical training staff. That's right. They were in- one of the most undertold parts of sports. There are n- such variations between training staffs. When you right. have a team that has a bunch of guys that they that the media calls injury prone, it's probably because their training staff sucks. I.e., the Clippers teams that Chris Paul used to play for. There was a reason Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan were always hurt. They weren't getting proper proper medical care. I digress. But the Warriors have certainly one of, if not the best, when it comes to medical availabilities for the the players. And I know that that Clay and Steph have each. Missed- years with injuries, but they've kept Steph's ankles mostly healthy. That was something that threatened to derail his career. Ten years ago, there was a question if Steph Curry would would have any long-term longevity in the NBA because people were worried the way he ran and the way he jumped and how frail he was, that his legs were just going to fall apart, that his ankles would just be a wreck. He hasn't had, he said small, but he hasn't had any catastrophic injuries related to the ankle things in in the last ten years, which is amazing. So if if they think that they're going to be able to keep Chris Paul uh, healthy and not only healthy, but maybe get back a step or two that he's lost, maybe get his legs back in his jump shot. Maybe that's a worthwhile gamble. Maybe they think that that even just picking up, you know, Chris Paul being around the team in exchange for getting rid of Jordan Poole and Jordan Poole's contract is also worthwhile. That's my next question. I think we've reached a new, a dawn of a new era. We saw last year sort of the tipping point of load management and, and, Almost every team in the NBA putting at least some sort of priority on it, if not the utmost priority on it. I also think that we've gotten to the point now where the NBA playoffs is different than the NBA regular season. I do think we're going to see guys like Chris Paul that have elongated careers with no real expectation of playing at any sort of level, let alone a high level, Anytime before the All-Star break. All the Warriors really need is for Chris Paul to be good to go in March. And if he's good to go in March and they can get ramped up for the playoffs and he can give them any sort of good playoff minutes, then it's a good trade. Well, especially because I think Chris Paul is not really the kind of guy that you need months and months to integrate with a new team. He's got such a high basketball IQ. And Steph and Clay and Draymond, if they bring him back, for sure, have such a high basketball IQ that I think he'll he'll mesh well. It's also a good fit with Steve, Steve Kerr. Sure. Steve Kerr will get Chris Paul up to speed uh, like that. Okay, so then what do we think of this from the Wizards' side? Did you, I mean, didn't you, you basically traded Bradley Beal for Jordan Poole. I, I don't think they're that dissimilar of players. I think they're pretty similar. They're high-usage guys that can score you some points. They don't really make anybody else better. Jordan Poole's younger and he's cheaper, so I actually think the Wizards are better. Uh, this is a, uh, the Wizards won this trade, if that's how you consider it, in my opinion. Yeah, I I don't really. When you think that you traded Brad Beal and Kristaps Porzingis right. for Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, and a first round pick that 
Coulter, I looked up the protections <laughs> on this pick. The only first-round pick that the Wizards got back from this yeah. is a Warriors pick in 2030 that is top 20 protected. Oh, my gosh. So you're picking up at best the 21st overall pick in 2030. Seven years from now. Correct. I mean, and with how much the game changes now, there's just no way to even project what that could possibly be worth as an asset. Wow, that's amazing. Seven years from now. Uh, Unbelievable. So when you think about that, that's probably not a great way to go about restocking your coffers when you're trying to tank here, which the Wizards now are. On the flip side, though, you got rid of Badly Beal's contract, which is one of what? The five or six worst contracts in the NBA? Correct. Some would argue the worst contract in the NBA. Jordan Poole's contract might be up there, too, because the Warriors had to pay him after his breakout in the playoffs two years ago. Right, but I still think he's making it in like the 170s compared to the 250s. I mean, Buell was on a super max. No doubt. And and Kristaps Porzingis was probably going to opt out of his contract. He had an opt-out. So to get him to opt in and at least get something for Kristaps Porzingis is also kind of good. So where does Porzingis end up in this? Is he in Boston? He goes to Boston. Porzingis is going to be a Celtic. And Marcus And Marcus Smart goes to the Grizzlies. I saw that. That's nice. John Morant's going to be suspended. Smart can certainly run the show. Smart might be running. He, he might be running low on fuel too. He might be sputtering uh, into the junkyard here sooner than later. But um, with John Morant suspended, you can get a little bit of, of of leeway there. And also, the Grizzlies are already so good defensively. Uh, he's a great addition defensively, too. I mean, they could be one of the best defensive teams in the league. Well, I think he's going to fill in the Dylan Brooks role for the Grizzlies. That's They're true getting too. rid of Dylan Brooks. When that, John Moran comes back, yes. Yeah, that right. relationship sort of uh, sputtered. Well, I mean, you talk smack like that, you dress like that, and then you just get absolutely dunked on by LeBron over and over and over again. I don't really know. It's time to move on. So, uh, yes, exactly like you said. He'll take over for John Morant. He'll run the point for the first 25 games of the season, and then you'll have you know, the back half of the season to sort of work him in. And I think he'll be a big crunch time piece for them. I'm interested to see how Christoph Porzingis fits in Boston. Are they going to play him with Robert Williams? Are those guys going to switch on and off? Uh, you know, Porzingis sort of combines the perimeter shooting of a guy like Al Horford or Grant Williams with the rim protection of Robert Williams for the Celtics. So maybe, right. uh, maybe that helps. I see a lot of Celtics fans talking about Losing the culture that Marcus Smart brought, I think that's important, but not important enough to make this a bad trade well, for Boston. Spe- especially because you didn't fire Joe Mazzulla. Marcus Smart's a carryover of the previous culture. Joe Mazzulla's an offensive coach, so you don't necessarily need that as much. Get, adding a stretch guy like Porzingis to what they already got, if you're going to keep the offensive guy around, I think is good for the Celtics. For sure, and I think, you know, maybe you talk yourself into Porzingis having a little bit more upside still to tap into because he's coming off his career best year with the Wizards. For sure. Uh, I mean, it was his first year they didn't get hurt. Correct. Uh, big big gamble on that as well, but the, the Celtics were already worried about that with guys like Al Horford and Robert Williams. This just gives them uh, another piece. I, I think they're more or less in the same place that they were in terms of title chances. It just gives them a little bit of a different look. Go on, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Why so much movement in the NBA? Because the NBA draft is tonight. Victor Webanyama, almost certainly, I think actually as surefire as any in my whole life. What's he, like minus 20,000? Minus 20,000. So that means you have to bet $20,000 to make $100. It would be the upset in the history of sports gambling if someone else went number one. It's not happening. Victor Webanyama is going number one in the San Antonio Spurs. But then the draft could get interesting. And I think it's so interesting because of twofold. One, most of the best prospects in tonight's draft are guys with really high upside that are really young that nobody knows who's going to be good. They all, I mean, the scouts think all of them are going to be good. But who actually becomes good? Who can handle the lifestyle? Who can handle the hype? Who can handle all that stuff? So... That's a part of it. The other reason this is so compelling is because there's so many big-name guys that are currently in the NBA, superstars in the NBA, that are available. Kyrie Irving's a free agent. How does this draft impact where he goes? James Harden is a free agent. How does this draft impact where he goes? Uh, Damian Lillard might be on the move sometime in the next couple days. Zion Williamson's a name that's been talked about maybe getting moved. Paul George, right now the New York Knicks are trying to get Paul George. So there's all sorts of big-name players, too. So uh, tonight's going to be fascinating because 
everybody's gambling on who the top 10 prospects are. I mean, like Brandon Miller is an undeniable talent. Can he stay out of trouble, right? I mean, there's so many different storylines here. And then you combine that with the fact that some of the biggest names in the NBA are almost certainly going to be on the move. Uh, This is a pretty compelling draft. Really compelling. And we've seen a bunch of dueling narratives this week leading up to it, sort of as teams try to hide what they're doing, as teams try to make deals. Uh, the Hornets have been sort of throwing smoke screens out all week about whether they prefer Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller at the, the second pick. The odds on the betting machine are hilarious. They keep going back and forth. I really think if you can get either of those guys at plus odds and they go where you said they're going to go, either two or three, it's going to be a, you'll have that's a good bet because it's been flopping back and forth between who's going to be two and three because because of what you're saying, Charlotte's been. Bouncing all around, trying to trying to uh, trying to to uh, make everybody not know which way they're going to turn. Well, and it's it's as far as the betting side, it's not really a good thing to have it swing so much because no. Woj or Shams tweets out really now not they're back thing. looking at Brandon Miller. Oh, now Scoot Scoot Henderson's back in the race. It's it's actually kind of ethically slippery. Oh, no question. Uh, but that's what's been happening. And then, of course, at the number three spot. Portland has been going back and forth for multiple weeks now about whether they're going to trade that number three pick or whether they they want to keep it. For sure. Uh, what do you think they should do? The, the, I mean, the, the number one re- premise here for Portland is that Damian Lillard has stated, I do not want to play with any more teenagers. Correct. If you're picking at number three, you're almost certainly drafting a teenager. Correct. And this is maybe the, the last year in Damian Lillard's uh, prime Right. Where they're going to have a, an asset of this value. For sure. You're not going to have a top three pick again. I mean, they, they tanked down the stretch last season. Right. They sort of said, here's the one year where we're not trying to get right. Dame into the playoffs. It worked out for them. They ended up with the number three pick in a three-person draft. Basically, yeah. Uh, that's what everybody's saying is in the top tier. I think, yeah, I don't know what the offers are out there. I think they've got to trade it. And, uh, you know, I personally value that pick very, very highly. Like if you're, if you're the Toronto Raptors, you're trying to trade Pascal Siakam for sure. Are you trying to you, you're trying to get a package of like three or four first rounders? What are the odds that one of those is going to end up as a top three pick in a three person draft? That's what you're trying to get when you're <laughs> getting packages like the Rudy Gobert package for the sure. Four or five first round picks. That's what you want, and it is just such like you're saying. There's just such a. Uh, Stroke of luck in it as well. It just has to line up from a timing perspective. Portland has never been bad. They've only ever, they've always been pretty good just because it's a tough place to get to. It's a tough place to play. They have great fans. And they've always had, you know, they've always had a a, a name brand player there in in Portland. And so they've never just really been tankapalooza like they were able to do this last year. And so it is, it's a total, it's totally a stroke of luck that they have now this unbelievable asset to be shopping around. And I think you got to do it again. I don't know what the offers are out there, but I think if you can, if you can get a Pascal Siakam, I love the idea of Carl Anthony Towns for this pick. That's been talked about. I don't like. I think the Wolves would need a little bit more for that. Maybe. Man, see, this is why Dame is so sweet. Damian Lillard's so sweet, and he deserves so much because there's so many. Like, I hate Carl Anthony Towns. I think that he's so trash. Yet, if he went to Portland, I think he'd be really good because I, I think, think Dame's so that dude. Because Dame can be like, "Hey, yo, shut up, go over there." You can shoot it every time I pass you the ball, and you're going to average 27 points a game. But it's my team. I'm not going to lead. You just go score points. And I, I just think Dame could lead a lot of guys like that, though. I agree. I mean, is Zion Williamson on the table 100%. for that pick? Like, I- Pascal Siaga. All, every, I mean, Dame is – that's why I just hate that they've done what they've done to Dame and not try to be competitive the last couple of years because – he, I think, is one of the true alphas in the league. He could play with anybody. You could bring so many guys in, and they would be good right away. And you owe it to that guy, right, to to give him a shot. I don't For think sure. that, that Pascal Siakam and Dame Lillard makes the Blazers like a top-tier championship contender. No. But I think that team's got a damn good chance to make it to the Western Conference Finals, a non-negligible chance For sure. to be playing for a spot in the NBA Finals. And, and in the playoffs, you know, who knows what happens? I mean, Dame Lillard just needs a little bit of help because I mean, he has already won multiple—he's won two, at least to my 
memory playoff series basically by himself. Well, I mean, one of the foremost just playoff killers of this generation. <laughs> For sure. I mean, he straight beat the Rockets by himself a couple years back when James Harden and Chris Aaron, uh, Russell Westbrook were trying to piecemeal it together. And the way he walked off Paul George in that I mean, series, I mean, just just get him some help. So I th- yeah. I'm hoping and I'm just thinking... Just get him the playoffs. ...tonight that we, we will see that pick move for Portland and, you know... Like you said, a lot of guys around the league can fit in well with, with Dame Lillard. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX by Television, and the ESPN MT app. We'll come back to this. We're going to talk some Big Sky Hoops, though, right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Happy Thursday. Last day of the week for us uh, here at Nuanas Now, so appreciate you spending some time with us today and this week. Hope you're having a great week. Can't believe that the solstice was yesterday, and all of a sudden now the days will be getting shorter. I hate wishing time away. It's just amazing how fast it comes and how fast it goes, but that's one of the uh, the best and most bittersweet parts about living here uh, in the state of Montana. Appreciate you tuning in, no matter if you're listening on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Or watching on SWX, Montana Television, or streaming on the ESPN MT app. We do this every weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Uh, Time for our Big Sky Spotlight presented by Dave Maldonado, Maldonado Law. We talked yesterday about the Big Sky schedules uh, general question for you, Andrew, Andrew Houghton chiming in here on uh, Nuanas now. What, if anything, do you make of the schedules? I mean, do you get excited when this stuff comes out? I know you think the NFL schedule release is really, really silly. So what, what do you think of college basketball? Should we be stoked about this? Yeah, because I, I, I'm looking forward to the college basketball season. I actually I like writing about this when the, the schedule releases. I did it last year, last summer. I don't know if I'm going to do it again this year. But um, I, I just like thinking forward to, to what it's going to be like. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you know, this is also just for the sort of public service of it all because I know a great many people that are listening to this show are either uh, season ticket holders for the Grizz or the Cats in, in men's and women's basketball or, you know, frequent attendees. And so, you know, kind of knowing who's going to be where, when. I mean, we're all so busy. The schedule fills up so fast. So just, you know, knowing when the dates are, that's uh, that's a good thing. So some uh, the, probably the most pivotal date that folks uh, around Montana will like to know, the uh, the Cackers rivalry games, doubleheader, will be played on January 20th in Bozeman. And then uh, the return of the rivalry to Missoula will be February 17th. So a little bit less than a month apart for those two. But uh, the first round of Cat Grizz will be in Bozeman. The second round will be in Missoula. That's January 20th and um, February 17th. So uh, those should both be pretty interesting. We got uh, uh, basically completely new-look Bobcat teams. They swept the Grizz last year uh, both home and away for the first time this century and uh, next year, though, Montana, the men's side, they should be one of the favorites in the conference, at least based on returning talent. And then on the women's side, they should be one of the most talented teams in the conference. Uh, can they figure it out, how to put it together? But I would say, I don't know, wouldn't you agree, Andrew, um, just on paper today as we sit here on June 22nd, 
the, the Grizz are probably the favorites over the Cats uh, in, in basketball next year? Yeah, I think so, at least until we need to see what the Cats look like. I mean, new coach and Matt Logie on the men's side, a whole new roster basically on the women's side. Um, but all, uh, there are some familiar faces, though, for the Bobcat women. And, and you know, how do those girls sort of uh, elevate their games? But, I mean, like Lexi Deaton and K- K.J. Lamardo, they have been on championship teams before there at MSU. So they, they're proven players. Can, they need to prove that they can be, like, star players, though. They can who be becomes the, the leader of that yeah, team? Who, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Is Lexi Deaton somebody that could be a 16 to 18 point per game? I think that's her ceiling I for sure. I think she could, yeah. For sure. Can't she do it, though? That would be an interesting deal. So, um and I guess for me, it's just so hard to say the Lady Grizz are are favored in anything until they figure out how to way to put it together. Because even through all the tumultuous stuff from the Shannon Swain to Mike Petrino to now Brian Holsinger eras, the Lady Grizz have had the, some of the best players in the conference consistently. They just had a hard time consistently winning. Yeah, most talented team in the conference. I think they probably are. Uh, whether that makes them the favorite, I think you're right. The the jury's still out, and um, you know Northern Arizona is putting together a pretty decent team down there again, for sure. Uh, and it seems like the new Sac State coach is bringing in some talent as well. Uh, so I don't think the top of the conference is going to be quite as uh, as bare as it looked to be uh, even a couple months ago on the women's side. Uh, Andrew Houghton chiming in here on the uh, Big Sky Spotlight presented by Dave Maldonado, Maldonado Law. Anything else stand out on the schedules here or any other games you're looking forward to? Or I guess we're still in the sort of process of confirming non-conference schedules. The non-conference for Big Sky schools in general has become pretty lackluster. You got, you know, recently we've had these Missouri Valley and Big Sky Challenges, Summit League, Big Sky Challenges, whatever. That gets you a couple nice non-conference games. But, I mean, mostly, like, it's it's been a minute since we've seen a really sweet mid-major come to Missoula or Bozeman. Yeah, is that? I mean, is that just because I guess South Dakota State was in Missoula last year? I was going to say, cool. is that just because there aren't really that many sweet mid majors in this part of the country anymore? Because I thought that South Dakota State game was a pretty good one, although they fell off a little bit from that peak as a program. The, the problem is that anybody that that fans around here would consider a sweet mid major is either not going to come play or they're going to cost a bunch of money. Correct. St. Mary's is not going to ever come here. Correct. UC Santa Barbara might come to Missoula or Bozeman. It's going to cost you like. $250,000. So why would you not just go play a money game and make $110,000 instead? That's the sad truth, though, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the last thing I want to say about uh, just looking at Montana men's schedule, opening up with Weber State and then playing Weber State twice in the first six games is is kind of interesting. If we For sure. Uh, are expecting the Wildcats to sort of be the class of the conference. They open up at Weber State, but then you get Idaho State, Northern Colorado, Northern Arizona before they play the Cats for the first time. So chance for the Grizzmen to get on a roll there in the early part of the schedule. Uh, and then after you play Weber State twice, they're done with playing Weber State before the end of January. Uh, the Idaho Eastern uh, games here in Missoula will certainly be uh, intriguing and, and ones that will draw, no doubt. Um, and then senior night for the Grizz will be March 4th, final regular season game of the year against Idaho State. Cats have a a similar schedule. The Cats play Weber right out the gates, too, just on the Saturday instead of the Thursday. But then they don't play uh, the Wildcats again until the last game of the regular season. That will be their senior day there in in, uh, Bozeman on March 4th. So, (laughs) amazing. Weber and Montana State will have played... 18 conference games between their conference matchups, whereas the Cats play Idaho State twice in January, and then that's over. So it's the same thing for the Grizz and and Idaho State flip-flopped. The Grizz got Weber twice in a month and then don't play Idaho State until about two months apart. So I don't know. The wacky scheduling of the Big Sky Conference continues. I get the way that they do it. It's this matrix to make sure travel is equitable and you know, this is one thing I've debated a lot. You, you want to highlight the the rivalry between Montana and Montana State, to be sure. But giving both teams sort of this, the week off leading up to it, it makes the whole thing sort of out of whack. And I just, I don't know. I'm sort of 50-50. I, I love the showcase that they give the game, but I also think that it messes up the whole rest of the schedule. And I do think that a lot of times the coaches are complaining about it. And I think you got to, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's got to be one way or the other, right? You got to either fit into the, the general scheduling matrix and not have time off before your rivalry. Or if you do have time off before your rivalry, you got to realize that's going to throw your schedule out of whack somewhere else down the line. 
Yeah, but but you wouldn't give it up though for you just, wouldn't. just you wouldn't. the experience of having those you double wouldn't. headers. You, for, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't. And you know, I always have to tease coaches for complaining because that's all coaches do. They always have a complaint about something that is out of their control, and it's always funny to listen to. You know, I mean, I don't know what would constitute a perfect schedule of any sort. But no coach would ever say it's a perfect schedule, even Correct. if it was possibly perfect. You know what I mean? Like you could have somebody that just said, "Nope, that's actually that's it. That's the perfect schedule. It's perfectly equitable. It's perfectly fair." And all the coaches would still think it was unfair, and they would still find a way to talk about how it was unfair. And uh, the good coaches would find a way to use it to motivate their teams because that's what good coaches do. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio. It's our Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Maldonado Law can help you with any of your criminal needs. Our Senior Spotlight rolls on right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. August and everything after. What an album. I know that the Counting Crows became so they became so rapidly popular and famous that um, they almost became a caricature of themselves. But that album's brilliant songwriting. It's super fun to listen to and uh, one of my favorites for sure. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I can hear Andrew talking on the phone, so I believe that that means we have our uh, our senior spotlight uh, guest. Our senior spotlight presented each uh, multiple times a week, I should say, by McElmurray Homes, the uh, top custom home builder uh, in Western Montana. As well as Dazzler's Car Wash. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash. Keep it tuned because we have a gift card to Dazzler's coming up here in just a little while. Our latest Senior Spotlight subject, a multi-sport athlete there at Billings West High School and one of the best guards in the state of Montana this last year. She was a key cog on Billings West's Class AA state championship team uh, in March. It's Layla Bauman joining us here on our Senior Spotlight. Layla, thanks so much for being here. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Uh, first of all, let's just start with uh, when I first sort of uh, watched you as an athlete. That's these last couple of years there uh, at Billings West. You guys put together a great run in the state tournament. I thought there were so many good teams in AA this year. So it just came down to who was playing the, their best at the tournament. And that was Billings West. And you guys were able to to pull away late against Kalispell Flathead and take home the state title. So uh, what was special about this team? How are you guys able to have uh, such a great run this last March? Yes, definitely this year I would say our team chemistry was just one of a kind. We got together along um, so well together, and I think it definitely just pushed our team to have um, such great team chemistry on the court as well, and it helped us succeed and go super far. It was so fun to watch just the sort of the ment- the fortitude you guys had too. I mean, you guys so mentally tough that the state championship game was back and forth, and it was a lot of, you know, it was tense early on. Uh, but then Courtney Grossman hit that sweet three, and then you guys were able to hit your free throws down the stretch. So uh, when did it sink in? I mean, how, how were you guys able to turn the corner in that game, and, and when did it sort of sink in? Holy cow, we're going to win the state championship. I honestly knew at halftime when I hit that uh, buzzer to, like, tie it up that we were going to win that game. I think that um, brought our team a lot of momentum. And then, yeah, of course, when Courtney hit that three, um, it definitely sunk in, and I knew for 100% that it was for sure going to win. And the emotions were high the whole game, so it was just an awesome feeling. For you, I know uh, throughout the area, I know you got hurt and missed a little time, but then came back. So uh, how, how challenging was that, having to, to sit out? And then how, what was it like coming back? How were you able to get back healthy? 
Yes. Um, well, it was a six-month recovery, and I was in a sling for about two months. Um, it was super frustrating and mentally draining, but um, I had a ton of motivation to get back and push through my senior year and um, do a ton of PT almost three times a week. And um, I came back in five months, which was a month early, and I only missed two preseason games, which was super awesome. Well, very good. Layla Bauman joining us here on Nuanas Now. She is a recent graduate of Billings West High School and uh, part of the Class AA state champions there for the Bears uh, this last March. I know Charlie Johnson, the head coach there, it was, it was uh, his last year, and I know that some people around Billings and around Montana knew that was going to be the case, but uh, others didn't really find out until after you guys won the title. So uh, what do you think of just the, the job Coach Johnson did there? And uh, yeah, kind of cool for you guys to send him off in style with a state championship. Yes, for sure. Um, he did tell a few of us seniors that he was leaving. Um, he told us right before senior night and told us that it was his senior night too, which was super cool. Um, he's been an awesome guy and a great mentor to all of us um, in our four years. And I could not have asked for a better coach. And I'm so glad that we were allowed to go out on the bang with him. Billings West has such great basketball tradition, but you were able to be there, you know, as a contributor and, and basically uh, a great player there for for several years in a row, multiple time first team uh, all state selections. So, um, how would you just sum it up? I mean, what, what was the what's the uh, what, what's your, some of your favorite memories from your your time there with the Golden Bears playing hoops? Um, I would have to say, um, my freshman year, we were also co state champs and definitely ending on a state championship this year um uh going out with two rings is just such an awesome feeling and i would say those are my two favorite memories but um our practices our uh pre-game locker rooms everything was just always so fun and um i'll remember my four years at west high forever Oh, for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, how about this, uh, the All-Star Series you were in a couple weekends ago? I know you you played there for the Montana All-Stars, and uh, you guys were, were pretty dominant once again against Wyoming. So uh, just take us through that experience. What was it like? That was a super fun experience. Um, I've known most of those girls or heard of them playing around the state of Montana, and just getting together and playing with the most elite girls was just a super fun experience. We all connected super well. Um, right away and it just felt so awesome to just be a part of that experience and be able to win um, pretty handedly as well. Lila Bauman here on Nuanas Now. Part of our Senior Spotlight presented by Blade McElmurray and McElmurray Holmes. McElmurray Holmes fierce supporter of high school athletics across the state of Montana. Headed to Montana State Billing, so what do you think about the opportunity staying in your hometown? What led you to uh, want to become part of the Yellow Jackets? Um, I've always gone to their camps and I've gotten to know, gotten to know that their team and, um, Kevin and Alicia and, uh, their team is just a family and I'm super excited to become a part of that and super excited to stay in my hometown and have, um, support around me. Montessa Billings uh, has always been competitive under Kevin Wooden, uh, there, uh, since he's ever, ever since he's been the head coach, been the head coach there forever. I think 17 seasons now at the helm for coach Wooden. Um, but this last year they were particularly good. And uh, now you, you got yourself coming in, you got a, a good recruiting class coming in as well. And then Cola Badbear, who's herself also a Billings product. Uh, she's transferred from Montana state after an all big sky career there for the Bobcats. So what, what do you think of just, uh, the future there at MSUB? You guys got some really great talent coming in and some really great talent coming back as well. Yes, I'm super excited. I think that um, the talent that has been there is definitely going to help us younger girls um, grow into some awesome players, and I'm super excited to be a part of such a successful team and um, hopefully continue on with that success um, with my next four years. Well, very good. Layla Bauman here on Nuanas Hour Senior Spotlight. Layla, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. Congratulations on an outstanding high school career, and best of luck with what's next. Yes, thank you so much. Senior Spotlight presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash. Right next to us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, right on Radio Way. That's pretty cool, right? You come over here to pick up your gift card that you won, and then you just go right to the car wash because it's right next door. Pretty good deal. We got a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's right now. Call us, 406 888 
888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call right now. Caller number two. We got a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's Car Wash. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all summer long with Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. The Missoula Marathon's coming up this weekend. We've mentioned it a couple times this year, but we uh, got to re-mention it because there's going to be so many people that uh, descend upon Missoula. Uh, the festivities begin Friday uh, here in the uh, the Garden City, and uh, then the uh, the race will uh, kick off on Sunday. Sunday morning is when it's rolling. The Tony Banovich 5K will be held Saturday morning uh, in downtown Missoula, and uh, then the Missoula Marathon will kick off early, early on uh, Sunday morning uh, as well, and uh, people will be probably crossing the finish line there uh, in downtown Missoula. I'm not sure when they're going to. I think that uh, I think that the they, the full marathon starts, I believe, at 8 a.m., so you probably have people rolling downtown probably about 10, 15, 10, 30, so uh, expected to have a uh, jam-packed uh, and very talented field in this year's um, Missoula Marathon. Mark Mesmer, of course, the headliner. He's won the Missoula Marathon three times over. He's a Missoula Sentinel graduate, University of Montana graduate. But he'll certainly receive some resistance from Zach Perrin. If the last name sounds familiar, it's because he is the brother of Ben Perrin. Ben Perrin was an All-American runner there at Montana State the last couple of years, a Kalispell product. Zach Perrin is his older brother, also a Flathead graduate, and has spent the last uh, several years running uh, for the Colorado Buffalo. Speaking of former Buffs, McKenna Morley, also one of the top distance runners from Montana over the last 10 or so years. She's a Big Fork product. Uh, she'll also be uh, a, a contender uh, in the half marathon. And uh, some other reputable names showing up to what's become one of the most popular sort of destination marathons in the country. 5,300 runners will, will come to Missoula this weekend. 2,800 of them are from Montana. Also, 501 from Washington, 173 from California, 169 from Idaho, and 28 of them even making the trek down from Canada. So I uh, appreciate Bill Speltz of the Missoulian for that information. Um, super cool. It's just a great uh, community event, and uh, that's what's going on all around town. If you're Driving around and you don't know why it's so crowded? Well, that's why. Now you know the Missoula Marathon. Uh, been rolling for a while now. Great sustainability, and they've done a great job of turning it into one of the best weekends of the year uh, every year here uh, in Missoula. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports swings by. Lots of laughs. That's next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 